what we do here is go back, 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 back. They must have time traveled. I think so. I mean, I love time traveling. Welcome to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. Joining me, as always, is underscore Andy Mac 2 underscore. We had the NBA draft yesterday, but the biggest steal of the night was Twitter.com landing Andy McDonald. How's Twitter, bud? Uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird, and I'm not going to lie. I, um, I purposely didn't get it for this whole time just because... I was like, I just don't need something else to, to distract me or, or whatever. And especially for what it's for, you know, it's for a lot of opinions. It's for a lot of debates or I know it's not just for that, but I was also feeling like, man, I really need information sooner or I want to be able to research information and get it sooner. So, and I know I'm um, talking to buddies and you, it's like, Hey, it's it, the quickest information is coming through here. So like, you know, take it for what it is, whatever. So then I was like, okay, well, if you couple that fact that I want that, and then also with the fact that, you know, it's like we're trying to get a little bit more noise around the podcast out, get a little bit more interaction. And I was like, okay, what? Well, let me just take a chance. You know? <laughs> and, and dude, I was setting it up and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Like I was texting you. I'm like, I don't even know how to choose a profile picture. I felt like, like our mom, like on Facebook, like, like where's the edit button you know it's like she doesn't sound like that but you know what i'm saying it's like i was like dude i feel like and then when i got it right then when i freaking got my profile set up i'm like what the hell's going on it's like you have a feed on one side and then there's like i don't know it's like alerts over here and then there's like oh we'll follow these things and i'm like so like are you following people or pages or or like what is actually going and then you like click on someone said this and then it goes hear the thousand comments and it's like, and it's like at underscore douchebag says, no, you're a douchebag. You know, I don't know. It's just weird, dude. And I was just overwhelmed with information, but I was also like kind of fired up. So anyways, I'm just hanging out. Right. yesterday was my first day. And yes, I got drafted by Twitter last night, but I was like, let me just see how this works. You know, like, let me see how, uh, how the debates work here, you know? So I went on to a certain, um, a certain page, just a football um, podcast I listened to. I'm not going to promote it because we don't promote other podcasts, even though I do support this on my off time, but no free shout outs. Yeah. No free shout outs. So anyways, this, this guy posts this thing, you know, whatever. And then someone just comments on it. Like you're such an idiot. Like how could you have, it was basically like, how could you have Lamar Jackson over big Ben in your QB rankings or something like that, you know? And then, so I was like, let's just find out. So I was like, here's why. Or he's like, or he's like, I don't understand how, whatever, whatever. So I was like, Oh, here's why. And I was like, maybe, watch the film and you, and then you'll understand. And I put like quotation marks, you understand. And I was like, Oh, that was fun. Like, cool. You know, whatever. And I woke up this morning and this dude is like, listen, and he's just like, goes off. And I was like, Whoa, this is like actually how it is. And he's like, you're not changing my mind, blah, blah, blah. And then like, so I was like, I'm not here to change your mind, dude. Like 
all good. And he's like, it's because his like name is like nine and oh Steeler gang, blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's like, of course he's going to go big Ben, whatever. I was just like, okay, so this is how it works. I feel like I'm kind of, you know, dipping my toes a little bit. Sorry. That was, I kind of rattled that off. Oh, you're good. But Twitter's fine. I feel like it could be very dangerous for me. There's a lot of opinions out there and you're also like, not gonna change anyone's mind you know like i don't think anyone's gonna be like hey man good point yeah. i don't feel that way anymore you yeah know? i feel the exact so, opposite <laughs> yeah but it's it's interesting for sure well i can tell and you here's here's the thing too and i'll check this out because okay. i'm not telling my wife that i have a twitter because mm. and then it's not because i'm hiding anything it's because i want to see if she listens to the pod to hear mm. so there i'm gonna go. give it a, i'm gonna give it like a couple days and then i'm gonna tell her and then she's like i didn't know that i'd be like yeah we didn't listen to the pod so <laughs> the test <laughs> so we broke test the in here yeah yeah um so well that's well, my can, twitter stuff i can oh, tell you i can tell you real quick before you get into the rundown but one of the most diehard Twitter groups and um, hardest Twitter groups to essentially kind of go back and forth with is team record in the name Twitter, because they update it every single week, especially when you got someone like the Steelers that are undefeated. So just know that when you're getting into a battle, if the team records in the name, it's going to be, it's going to be rough, rough go. Oh yeah. Anyways, it, it was just hilarious. And like, the point of the rankings, like on the podcast that I listened to is he's like, he's like, I don't care about wins and losses or really like turnovers. It's like QB talent, arm talent, doing more with less things like that. And this guy's like, what about the team's record? What about taking care of the ball? <laughs> I'm like, Hey bro, it's really, whatever. It's just funny. People yeah. are funny. And, but it's, it's, it's also where I'm like, man, that's so dumb. But then I'm replying back. So yeah, I'm exactly. dumb too, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, well, let's get to it. So, Week 11. See, I nailed that. I always mess up which week it is because I don't incorporate the buy. But week 11 preview, we have the Chiefs coming into Vegas. Big time showdown. Sunday night football. um, Highly anticipated game. You know, we have some unfortunate updates as it relates to the Raiders um, that you'll get into. But um, before we get into the preview of the game, we are going to start with the mortal locks as we always do. So, Micah, you will kick us off. Mortal Locks, you are seven, two, and one. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Seven, two, and one. Okay. Because you pushed, as we all remember. He can't mm-hmm. lose these days. He just pushes. Let's just add to it. It's like a hockey win loss record there. Um, okay. So you got week 11, Mortal Lock of the week. How are you feeling? Uh, to be honest with you, looking at it, I, I wasn't feeling too great about a whole lot of stuff on the slate. But nonetheless, I went with the Tennessee Titans at a plus six and a half against the Baltimore Ravens, which is, uh, you might have different odds. Um, and we were kind of talking back and forth and the list I'm looking at was a little different than what you had, but what I'm looking at Titans plus six and a half against the Ravens. I think that it's been, it's been really weird, man. I don't know if the, if the NFL's figured out Lamar Jackson or if he's just kind of struggling at the moment, but the Ravens aren't, aren't doing what they normally do and aren't coming out like they did last season and essentially just running through everybody like like people expected to. And I think also you look at, you know, matchups and stuff like that and you think, oh, it's the Ravens. They've been really good. And then you look at it like, oh, it's the Titans. Like I'm not sure about the Titans. Like even though the Titans have they were good last year, they've been good this year. They've been a little weird lately. They went out and lost to the Bengals. But I don't know. I it uh with a six and a half spread, it's essentially, you know, asking yourself, do you think that the Ravens are a one touchdown better team or not? And I th- I don't think they are necessarily. I think the Titans 
the Titans could potentially squeeze out a win here, but definitely lose by six points or less. So I'm going with the Titans. I agree, man. I think that's um, it's an interesting game because it's kind of um, two teams that are uh, very similar in how they approach the offensive side of the ball. You know, a lot of it is based off the run. Um, a lot of the passing game has worked off, you know, play action. Um, that's where you see Tannehill and Lamar at their best. So I could see it's, it's going to be an interesting game for sure. But, you know, being in um, being in Baltimore, they have the advantage there. But two good teams. I am kind of surprised the spread's that high in favor of Baltimore just because both six and three, both playoff teams, you know, both high caliber um, in the AFC. So I like the pick. Well, so we had um, – Couple submissions for the as we're doing again. Um, I don't think I mentioned it on, on our uh, preview or our recap pod earlier this week, but um, we are doing another uh, listener, reader, subscriber pick for the Mortal Locks. So I had a couple. Um, Micah put my child on the hot seat. Um, <laughs> I quickly removed her and put Cubboy on the hot seat. Mm. So um, just I'm I'm protective, protective dad here. So got a couple submissions. Um, one of them was actually Jaguars plus 10 at Ooh. home <laughs> against the Steelers. I'm not going to name that person. It's not Casey Swisher who likes to chase points and, and the Jaguars too, but he probably did, but I didn't get that one from him. Um, and then another one that she ended up selecting was New Orleans at home minus five against the Falcons. And it's, it's pretty ballsy. I would, I would say just because, you know, you know, you think about Drew Brees being out, you think about, um, you know, the Falcons have rattled off a couple wins here. Um, they're hot for as far as the Falcons are concerned, you know, and Jameis, and then there's Jameis, you know, <laughs> um, but I do see where B Bauer is coming from. He is not a, an RTP LOY front runner for no reason. So New Orleans at home, minus five against the Falcons. <clears throat> I think regardless, you're going to see a lot of Balvin Kamara. You're going to see a lot of um, Jameis mixing in with Taysom Hill. Um, Sean, I think Sean Payne is just too creative and too smart to be outmatched or for the offense to really take a step back. And I think there's been some debates and some back and forth as it relates to Drew Brees, but um, I don't think the offense is going to take too much of a step backwards um, with him being out of the lineup. So we have the Saints minus five. This is from this is from our fans, and I'm just going to ride with them. I might ride with them to the end of the year. I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure, but as it goes for week 11, we have Saints minus five. Yeah, and uh, what's interesting about this game, I think there, there's going to be a wild takeaway no matter what. We're either going to look at it and say, Jameis is back because he's going to ball out, or we're going to look at it and say, it might be Taysom Hill time to actually take the reins at quarterback. So yeah. wild, wild outcome regardless, potentially uh, on the hot take side of things. But yeah, definitely think uh, it's a dicey pick and a, and a ballsy pick. But, you know, B. Bauer has been known to lay it on the line. So, yeah, he does. And I think there was some um, there was a little hostility in, in, in the last couple of weeks where, you know, my child wasn't wasn't selecting B. Bauer's submissions and, and it wasn't intentional. Um, but I think, you know, this week is is the time to right the ship a little bit and get these two back on track. So feel good about that. Well, I will. Um, I think we're good there. Let's move over to um, to the preview. So I'm just looking at what it is currently and Chiefs on the road traveling to Las Vegas. For now, it's supposed to be played on Sunday Night Football. Michael will get into a little bit of why it might not be. But the odds that I have right now is minus is the Chiefs are favored by eight. So the Raiders are eight point home dogs. And once again, this update might be because of something along those lines is why they're such big favorites. But 
let's just get into the the preview and then you know at the end as we always do we'll get into predictions score predictions and close it out with listener questions so what do you have for the um you know the raiders defense versus the chiefs offense yeah man uh so going into this week we didn't get the best news uh we heard that clee was going on the covid list along with lamarcus joiner uh, came out that Klee tested positive, so he's going to be out for this game for sure, if not, you know, potentially multiple weeks after that. And then the big bomb dropped yesterday and said that the Raiders added seven more defensive players, a mix of starters and key backups to the close contact COVID list. Now, uh, essentially what that means is that they could still play. They could get cleared Saturday or Sunday. It's just like the issue we went through with our offensive line. You know, the contact was, uh, I, I want I'm sure it was probably Sunday night or Monday. So as long as Tuesday through Saturday, they test negative, they can be cleared. They can be back and we could be good to go. But what we're looking at along with Clee and Joyner is Jonathan Abram, D tackle Malik Collins, D tackle Jonathan Hankins, D lineman, David Irving, Cornerback Isaiah Johnson, defensive end Arden Key, and defensive tackle Kendall Vickers. And forgive me for not knowing that name when I looked at the list. I was like, I don't recognize that at all. But of course, it was a defensive tackle where we've kind of been a little bit thin as of lately with Hurst, you know, going on the COVID list and, and Collins being kind of on and off the injury list. But man, it's a, it's going to be a rough one, you know, and they, you know, there's a good chance that we get all those people back for the game, but they've got no time to practice. They've got, you know, no time to really do anything, but, you know, watch slideshows and be in zoom meetings and kind of do things from a cerebral side and just try to prep that way. Uh, if going into this week against the chiefs who are coming off of a buy wasn't hard enough. Now our defense is essentially going to have no practice time against them uh, or most of our starting defense. Yeah, it's going to be a rough one. I will say, uh, as as shitty as it is to say, at least it was our defense because our defense has been suspect all year outside of the last couple games. And our offense has essentially been carrying us all year in spite of the defense, you know. And we played the Chiefs last time. We beat them 40 to 32. That game was a little in part to the defense, like making plays when they needed to, but not necessarily playing a good game as a whole because they still gave up 32 points. The offense went out there and, and just dominated. So it's going to be a very, very interesting week as we go ahead. Uh, as of right now, it's not looking like the game is going to be flexed or changed. The Chiefs also had a couple offensive linemen that uh, were went on the COVID list uh, beginning of this week as well. They're expected to play, but so you got a lot of a lot of stuff back and forth on the COVID side of things from both teams. It's just going to be a really, really interesting game in, in that regards to see. We saw how the offensive line kind of struggled not being able to prep for for the Buccaneers. But, you know, as far as the defensive side of the ball goes, I we essentially got to have a, a – this is stupid to say, but if we want to beat the Chiefs, we got to repeat what we did when we beat the Chiefs. You know, they just got to get to the quarterback. The, the, the D-line's got to set the tempo. Max Crosby's got to set the tempo this game with, you know, multiple people potentially – you know, Cleveland being out and then other guys not being able to practice. Crosby's got to start off hot. He's got to get back there. He's got to set the tone for the rest of the guys. Then on uh, on the back end of things, 
having Arnett back showed big dividends last week. We saw, like you mentioned, they were able to just let him just be out there and say, hey, stick on your dude. Let us get some blitzes in and, and just win the battle man to man. So um, I'm hoping that they can essentially go out there and let the let the defensive backs just, you know, be physical like they are. Try to keep up with these guys. You know, we rattled off the names before, but Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins should be back. You got Mikkel Hardman, uh, all these receivers that are just fast dudes that they're going to flow all of them across the middle. They're going to do slant routes. They're going to do big drags. They're going to just run them deep up the sideline. They're just going to try to tire out the defensive backs because how fast the dudes are and hoping that we can keep up with them. Now, whether we see the type of performance from Jeff Heath as we did last week, every single week, and how well he played is obviously not likely, but he's also the one person who gave Patrick Mahomes his only interception of the year. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm just, I'm scared going into it, but the defense is clicking right now. And, you know, they, they made plays when they needed to last time against the Chiefs. So I'm just hoping for a repeat. We talked about it before. You mentioned before how in that Chiefs game, they they didn't, they never came out and showed the same, the same defense twice in a row. Uh, you know, they kept him guessing. They kept Mahomes guessing and, and tried to, you know, essentially just get in his head on showing different looks and showing one look and running a different defense. That coupled with the fact that the defensive line was able to get in the backfield is, you know, what set the tone a lot on defense for flushing him out of the pocket, making him throw on the run. Uh, you know, he and he's probably, probably the best in the league at doing that and, and extending plays and making plays happen. But the more you flush him out, the more he has to throw on the run you know, the less accurate he's going to kind of be and the less likely he's going to be to make these 40 plus yard plays that he's so known for. And so I'm confident going into this game with the fact that we beat them and the fact that the defense is kind of starting to click a little bit right now, but it's still the chiefs. It's still one of those things where you're like, you don't feel, you don't feel necessarily great about it. You feel good about it. Potentially Uh, you don't necessarily feel the greatest about it, but it's, I think it's going to be a big thing where the offense kind of carries us again and we can pull out a win if the defense makes key plays in certain situations. So, you know, the COVID situation really putting a big hamper. If it wasn't already going to be hard enough trying to beat the Chiefs a second time and sweep them, the defense is drastically hampered uh, by not being able to practice against them. So we'll see how it turns out. You know, there's a, there is a chance that we see the game be flexed either into the afternoon or potentially to a Monday if need be, but it sounds like there's a good chance everybody will be back on the Chiefs' side of the offensive line and our side of the defense uh, by game time. It's just shitty we can't practice. So, Yeah, it's tough, man. And when this happened against the uh, the Buccaneers, they ended up flexing it to 1 o'clock. I don't see that happening. And, and like we talked about during that time, it's, you know, you don't want any uncertainty for a primetime game or to be, you know, sending out crews from the NFL side and more um, pregame stuff, you know, because it's prime time and, and having, you know, close contact risk or what have you. So, um, but I, I do think it's a little bit of a different story. Um, and, and like you mentioned, there's going to be the opportunity for these players that, you know, outside of Clee Farrell to be able to test throughout the week. And as long as they're negative, be able to show up on Sunday, but once again, limited, um, limited reps, as far as the, I mean, as, is in-person goes, you know, there's still film to do film breakdown to do. There's still zoom. Um, the benefit if there is one is that we've played these guys before 
and they're they're a rival. So it's like we know what they're what they're after. And I think you know um, Andy Reid and the enemy can be as creative as as anyone out there. You know, but but we I think the defense knows kind of what they need to do. I think it's more about you know I think last time we didn't have Arnett on the field, so it's we're gonna have to figure out and incorporate his role a little bit. Um, so it, it'll be interesting, but it's it's gonna be a tough test regardless. You know, the Chiefs are. They're actually starting to roll a little bit right now. Um, and Andy Reid off a bye. In case anyone wants to know, he is eighteen and three off of a bye. So that's I feel like really that. Cool. I feel like that. Um, um, and, I feel like that stats a little a little padded because how many times do the Chiefs play the Raiders off of their bye week? I feel like it's almost every other year. <laughs> it feels like it's always that way. It and, feels and like every not, year, but yeah. Um, and I will say, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I do have this one. This one hot take on the whole situation, like as you said, pointing into a, a positive realm. Um, it's essentially like a bye week for our defense on the rest side of things. They got a whole week to you know rest up and yeah. not get hurt. So you know, we're, our defense is coming off a bye also. On yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's it, it'll be interesting, and I'm I'm glad it worked out this way because in the preview of the Week Five Chiefs game, you had. Raiders offense against Chiefs defense. So good to hear you break down kind of the defensive side of it. Um, and I'll get into, or the offense, no, the defensive side of it. And I'll get into the offensive side this time. So, you know, last time we played these guys, you know, DC had a pretty big game over 340 yards, three touchdowns, big plays to Aguilar, big plays to Henry Ruggs. Um, I know we broke down a couple of those play by play and kind of the specifics and the difference makers there. But um, once again, a well-balanced attack with Jacobs and Booker um, look to see that more um, even keel as, as we have the last couple of weeks. Um, and that was, you know, Henry Ruggs big coming out game. You know, Waller got featured a little bit, got in the end zone. So I would say, you know, overall that game, we kind of, we took a pretty, pretty balanced attack and it was, you know, how we incorporated Jacobs was good. And I think because of where we're at, with the whole the COVID stuff on the defensive side and and just really theoretically how you should slow down Mahomes is to keep him on the sidelines. I would imagine Gruden doesn't want to get into another 40 to 32 game. You know, I think we had that mentality going into it and then we hit 60 yard plays, 70 yard plays, you know, during that game. So yeah, we'll take it. But I would imagine we want to control the clock a little bit more and not get into a run and shoot game with these guys. But you know, really just the three levels of this team, you know, on the, on the D line, you got Chris Jones, who outside of um, Aaron Donald is the best D tackle in the NFL. Um, you got Frank Clark on one side, um, who's a great pass rusher. We got to figure out, figure out a way to, you know, keep him off DC. Hopefully we get Colton Miller back. Um, and then the linebackers, as it relates, you know, Anthony Hitchens is tackling machine, you know, on the back end in the secondary, you got the honey badger, you know, you got Sorensen, Chardavius Ward, he's a solid nickel corner. Um, so they have some good guys in the back end. Um, I think we did, we did take advantage of matchups there and, and we should be able to be at full force. Um, Brian Edwards being back, you know, we, we should be able to use our little Zay Jones action during that Broncos game as our guy, Steve Wisniewski wanted to see. They must've heard from Steve and, and got Zay Jones in the game a little bit later, but we're also, you know, beating the brakes off the Broncos at the time. They must have listened to the pod right before the game is what they probably did. They they must have. They must have lied. Oh, wait, they, they did. They, could have, they couldn't. Yeah, you're right. My bad. I'm, they I'm must an idiot. have tapped in. Yeah. Tapped in right have, before kickoff. They must have time traveled. I, I think so. But, well, I mean, I love time traveling. But anyways, I, I think it's, it's one of those things where we need to control the clock. Uh, we need to control time possession um, and take advantage of, of the matchups. I can see Steve Steve back Steve Spagnola, excuse me, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, um, changing it up. You know, you saw a lot of um, so they run a um, 
it's kind of a complex, you know, kind of cover three. Um, so they don't run a ton of man. I think when, when they got into man during the game that we played last was short yardage. So it was the second and threes, you know, third and twos or whatever. And that's when we took shots. So if you remember the, there was a one shot to rugs um, on the right sideline. That was a, I think it was, it was a third down play, but they, they started manning us up once it got a little bit closer and they thought they could do that. Um, and we took advantage of it. So, so look to see maybe man a little bit early, maybe some, some zone coverage on third down and some blitzes off the edge. He's been known to mix it up. I don't think they have really the talent to, to man us up all game. And I, I hope they try, but I don't think it's going to happen, but um, just look to see multiple coverages, honey badger moving all over the place. They do get creative, um, you know, but just last game, we were kind of able to take advantage of them and pound the rock and pound the rock and then boom, take a shot and get, get some one-on-one matchups. You know, they like to put the eight, it's, it's the eight across or the eight or nine across. You don't know who's coming, but then they just kind of press you in the face and then drop into their respective zones. So um, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited for, I'm excited for the game. And I'm excited that I guess if one side of the ball is impacted, it's not the offense just because with who's out on the defense side of the ball, they're going to be able to come back and be entrenched. I think we have enough depth for those positions as it relates to the D line in the secondary. So that's, that's kind of it. You know, I think, I think DC's as always, he's got to have a big game. I think, you know, Jacobs just has to um, be efficient at the right time. Um, you know, Devonte Booker, as he's seen, he's got a bigger role as of recently. So I, I think, you know, we got to be able to go toe to toe with these guys. I think how we do it is going to be different than last time. I don't want to get in a shootout again. Um, I think we have to be able to control the ball. We have to take calculated risks. And it's funny because here's this, I'll end on this as far as the preview is concerned, but did you hear the whole news story about the Raiders taking a victory lap in Kansas city? Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody, everybody probably yeah. did. Yeah. It's like, what is that? They, they said that the Raiders won last time and then took a victory lap around the stadium. And then like, now the chiefs are using that for bulletin board material. I'm just like, yeah. that's so dumb. Like, yeah. What are we talking about here? You know? Well, what's but funny is just, Gruden was like, well, yeah, well maybe, uh, maybe there was a snide bus, Kansas city bus driver that was making comments. So we made him drive around the stadium, <laughs> whoever was driving their, their team bus at the time. So yeah, he just but can't help was, himself sometimes. And Crosby was saying that none of the, none of the team, none of the players knew they were all like chatting it up and, you know, excited yeah. about the win. And then he's like, I look up and I notice, I think we just drove around the stadium once or twice, <laughs> but yeah, sorry. It's just like, dude, you guys need that to get up for the game, you know? So we have that stupid story going. We got the, you know, the unfortunate COVID stuff. And then, you know, but at the end of the day, we're going to strap it up and it's going to be, you know, Sunday night football. I really hope this does um, stay Sunday night and it'll be a showdown. You know, it's going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game and I hope, you know, but it's going to have to be led on the offensive side of the ball. I think the last, last couple of games, we got bailed out by the defense um, in certain instances and um, which has been good, good for us good to be well balanced but we'll see how it goes we'll see how Gruden attacks but um, as I mentioned earlier we have uh, the Chiefs are favored by eight on the road so Raiders are home home dogs by eight points Um, what is your prediction for week 11 you know love everything you said there and it's it's definitely I think it's just gonna be one of those things that comes down to the the offense carrying us again I'd be very surprised if the defense was the one that showed up and was a 50% or all percent reason we won. But nonetheless, I think that I don't think it's going to be as high scoring of a game as it was last time, but the Raiders at home, new stadium chance to sweep the chiefs for the first time since 
was it 2008, 2010, when we went undefeated in the division and still didn't make the playoffs, like we've mentioned multiple times before. But Raiders go in, and I think the offense does well. Defense does good enough to limit them to less points than we score, which is how you win football games. And the Raiders win 30 to 24. Ooh, baby. Okay. Well, I I have a hard time. I have yeah. a hard time with a lot of things. Understandable. It just seems to me that we struck gold in Arrowhead. And if you were to ask me, would you split a season series with the Chiefs? I'd say we're lucky to split a season series with yeah, the Chiefs. Absolutely. So, right now, this feels to me, okay, we're at so let's just randomly say this. You're at an Indian casino, right? Maybe it's in Livermore, and yeah. you're there. And and you're playing some blackjack, right? And ooh, you're having a good night, you know? And you get to this point, and you're like, wow, like I'm at 600 bucks. I made 600 bucks on the night, you know? And you just cash out 500 bucks, right? That goes right in the pocket. Nothing better than making that decision, knowing you're going home with money in your pocket, right? Yeah, definitely. And then you have that $100 chip, and you're like, I'm just going to play with this. I'm just going to fire this thing on black or on red or play some with blackjack. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, Hey, we already cashed out. We already won. And I'm not going to be pessimistic, but if we do lose, we're six and four with a pretty dang favorable schedule for the end of the year. So I'm just saying like, Hey, yeah, let's just go lay it out there. If we get blown out, we get blown out. If we lose, we lose. If we win, that would be absolutely incredible. But if you're going to go gun to my head prediction, I think the Raiders, I think they cover. I'm going to go 31-27 Chiefs. I do think that it it might be one of those games where the Chiefs where the Chiefs are up, you know, like 11 points and then they're then they're up four and then you know, we score a touchdown kind of like that back and forth where it's like a two-score game and one-score game, but I think the Raiders are going to have a hard time of replicating that explosive offense that they did against the Chiefs last time and really I just don't think you can, you know, we can kind of strike here twice against these guys. They're just that good. And they're the best team in the league and that's okay. You know, they just happen to be in our division and we have to freaking blame them twice a year. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh 31, 27 chiefs, unfortunately kind of thread the needle with the Raiders cover and the chiefs win. But I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough game. Our backs against the wall a little bit, as far as, you know, injuries or COVID is concerned. And this is a pissed off team that we just, they, we beat at home and we beat them pretty convincingly, you know, barring a late touchdown that they had. So that's where I'm at. Um, I hate picking against Raiders. I'm just trying to be realistic here. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And I like that analogy about, you know, going to the casino and it's one of those things where you could test your luck with it, but it's hard to do that. And you want to know why? Cause the house always wins. You play long enough. You never change the stakes. The house takes you unless when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big and you take the house. And that's what the Raiders are going to do this weekend against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Was that a that from Twenty One? No, no. That movie quote back, from Twenty One. Yeah, I think back farther on the movie quotes. Think about Danny Ocean. Ocean's Eleven. Yes, Ocean's Eleven. Danny, you kind of gave me the, the lead there with Danny I, Ocean. I, I know, I did. But <laughs> I, you, I love Danny Ocean, man. That guy won the house. That's what we're looking to do, Kansas City. When uh, when Clooney was talking to Brad Pitt, when he asked him why do it, and he gave the very inspiring speech, so I figured I'd pretty inspiring. I mean, bust that one out. Yeah, I thought you were going Kevin Spacey for a second with twenty one. I'm like, that's a little problematic. These yeah, days, no, we don't. Yeah, we don't say watch name. out. <laughs> um, okay, well, good. Well, that's where we're at with the game. Big game Sunday night football. Um, hope everyone's ready for it. Um, we do have a listener question to take us out 
Um, Micah, would you like to close us out here? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got one listener question in this week. That question was from at B Bauer, as always. He said, Mr. Consistency, Mr. Consistency. He said, great interview with Steve Wisniewski. Building off that, if you could have any other football guy on the pod, who would it be? Well, I mean, I guess if it's any football guy, ooh, you know, I guess it could be realistic or unrealistic, right? You know, it's like some people are just are just football guys from from back in the day. Ooh, I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go, Coach O. If we're just nice. gonna go any football guy, I'm going yeah. Coach O. Because first of yeah. all, I feel like he he'd feel our vibes. I think yes, he'd like absolutely. us a lot. He would. And and we wouldn't know what he's saying half the time, but I think every, you know everyone loves Coach O. I think he's world renowned. It would just be just incredible to talk ball with him, talk his routine, talk life, talk anything. You know that that's kind of that would that's the that's pipe dream. Just talking to Coach O, even if it was for thirty seconds in an elevator. I just like to to hear what that guy has to say. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Coach O. Nice. Well, I I absolutely love that one. That would be an a monumental get on the pod which would never happen but that would be the definitely <laughs> awesome football guy to talk to you uh i think i'm gonna go as much as i hate to go chalk with this i i think i think i can't not choose john gruden talking to john gruden getting to sit down with the legend himself i mean he is the ultimate football guy in my opinion and you know sticking on the raider side of thing not getting exotic with my answer and, and like i said maybe it's a little too chalk but yeah, sitting down with Gruden, having a beer with him, having a having a glass of whiskey with him and just talking football and talking football as Gruden talking back to Gruden. You'd be able to do that. I wouldn't, but you know I'd be intimidated. I yeah, it'd, I be, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to do that. But you know, you've got you've got such a a lineage underneath him of, you know, people that are considered football guys in the league now that are coming from his coaching tree, like Sean McVay. I think you gotta you gotta revert it back to the man who started it all in Gruden, and it would just be an absolute honor to sit down with him and talk to him about Raiders past and present, and you know his whole like career with ESPN too, and you know seeing things from the outside in as far as covering Raider games and whatnot. So I don't know. I feel like there would be would have to come up with a lot more funnier questions than like serious questions, but that would be my goat interview. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the answer. You know, I was just like, let me just go off the cuff yeah, here a little yeah, bit definitely. and then go coach O, but that's definitely the answer. It's there's so much history, you know, past and present right now that it would, it would have to be Gruden and we'll see, we'll see if we can get him. We'll see if we can just wrangle him in one way or another, but um, well, that's it, man. Yeah. That's what we got. Big game coming up this week. Excited for it. You know, we'll see how our mortal locks go. We'll see how our predictions go, but that's where we're at. It's a big game, divisional game, but We'll, we'll see how it shapes out Sunday night, dealing with a little bit of adversity, but that's why they, that's why they pay us the big bucks. Yeah. And that's us. the way the, where the cookie crumbles. So yes. At, that too. As always, uh, you know, rate, share, subscribe, review, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, wherever you see it, go on Twitter, follow Andy McDonald at underscore Andy Mac to underscore. He's on it now. Go show him some love. Go debate with him. It sounds like he's ready to roll on that already. Let's debate quarterbacks yeah. forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, this is actually going to be, this is our first podcast under the Blue Wire Hustle tutelage. So go go follow at Blue Wire Hustle on Twitter as well. 
big opportunity for us to kind of come under their wing and, and have them help us along and, and promote us. And we're hoping to get, you know, many more eyes on the podcast. So we hope you all enjoyed it. Kansas City, Sunday night. Let's roll. Ready Nation, stand up. Peace.